Uh, I want to go to the scripture. Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 says this. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Matthew chapter 15. I want to start reading at verse 26. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And all of God's people said, Amen. I want to speak just a few moments uh, from the message topic, Hush and Heal. Hush and Heal. One of my favorite scriptures. If you ever sit in this congregation or travel with me anytime, you're going to hit this scripture at least three or four times a week. It's one of my favorite scriptures. For he was wounded. It's the gospel for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. The psalmist says like this. He's the Lord that forgives our sins and heals all of our diseases. We can continue to go through the scriptures and find the word healing going through our eye gates. And drop it down in our hearts and spirits. When, when the centurion says, you don't even have to come to my house. Just send the word. And he sent the word. And it healed them. Mm. I want you to lay hands on yourself and say this. God wants me healed. God wants me healed. Just a few points. Stop making your hurt exclusive. The reason why some of us cannot heal is because we've made our hurt so unique that we consider it's not possible to heal because nobody knows what I feel. Your journey may be unique, and it is, but we all hurt. And oftentimes, all of us hurt alike. But the Bible says that we're not dealing with anything that haven't already been accomplished by the brothering that's in the world. In other words, there's somebody who went through what you went through, and they came out on the other side of it. Your hurt is not as exclusive as you think. As a matter of fact, that you sat down with some of the hoary heads, some of the seasoned individuals, they'll share some stories with you. They'll tell you some testimonies. They'll tell you what they went through in their marriage, how they handled some things with their children, and you see them now standing like trees of righteousness. Why? Because they stood still long enough to heal. Mm. Healing is the children's bread. Your hurt 
may not be as exclusive as you think. And if we're going to really heal, we may need to discover the roots of our wounds. Mm. How did we get wounded? Where did we get wounded? And who wounded us? Because you may be blaming the person in front of you because it's convenient. And oftentimes we blame the people who are available. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, you're looking for somebody to pay the ticket for that offense. And so you just serve whoever opens the door. See, many of you are blaming the person you're married to when it's really your daddy's issues. Hear me? We need to discover the roots of our wounds. What happened? Who did it? Because a lot of times we're always dealing with symptoms. We're trying to fix the symptoms. And the only issue with dealing only with symptoms is that you'll have short-lived moments of victory only to find yourself slipped back in the place of your wounds and never being truly healed. Mm. So how did some of us get wounded? The reason why some of us got wounded is because we have unarticulated expectations. We are hurt by someone who didn't show up for us when they did not know it was their expectation. I'm really, we have these friendships that we create overnight. Somebody you met 90 days ago, they're your uh, sister from another mother, best friends for life. Never had no challenges until you didn't fall, fall, you know, at least until you didn't fell out good. <laughs> nah. And oftentimes we come into relationships, we come into new spaces with individuals and we bring these boxes of expectations that were never articulated. And that's why before you get married, you need to start unpacking some of those boxes. You can't build a life together because all the boxes are represented, representing your singleness. That's why I've told some of you, I don't come to battle you all over the y'all's tattoos. You know, I don't like it. I'm, I'm from the old holiness church. It taught us, you know, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and uh, vessels of honor. But that goes beyond tattoos. So I don't want to get on here and beat y'all over the head on tattoos. Then somebody who don't have tattoos, but they doing all this unhealthy eating. Amen. Amen. But I ain't, I'm not canceling out one for the other. I'm just saying. Amen. I want to make sure as, as y'all cut this clip up, I don't want to see everybody lined up at the tattoo parlor tomorrow. I know this church. Talk about Acts 2.38. Reach in as many possible. You ain't even paid your tithes. Talk about Ramp Nation. <laughs> Ramp Nation. Ramp Nation. I don't even know what I was talking about. 
But I say to you all that are, that are single, don't mark up your body so much with your past. That when somebody does want to marry you, they have to be consistently reminded of who you were before you met them. They looking at you and said, what happened on August the 26th? Oh, child, that's an old memory. Evidently, it was mighty significant. Who and what am I in competition with? We are grown-ups now. And if we want to be healthy individuals, have real conversations. Before you let people obligate you into a level of commitment that you're not ready for, ask them, what do you mean by mentor? What, what do you mean by friend? I need to know what that means because I'm a grown person now. And so that, that means now I'm not going to sit on the phone every night before I go to bed going over my whole day. I'm not going to do that. By the time I get home, I just want to get into bed sometime and lay still. Look up at the ceiling. Y'all not standing in the middle. And just because you saw me like something on Facebook don't mean I want to talk to you on the telephone. This is my time. I've given my time to everybody else. I've given my time to everything else. This is my time. You got to be careful. We got to have conversations. You helping me does not put me in bondage to you. See, y'all going to get a revelation. Everything is not a blessing. Everybody helping you don't come with the right motives. Some people will help you to keep you in prison, keep you obligated. Now you can't be friends with nobody else. You can't be connected to nobody else. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you need to get healed. You need to get healed. If you're one of those people that being friends with you means I got to be an enemy to everybody else, you need to be healed. Scream at somebody, tell them, get well soon. Get well soon. Because unarticulated expectations will automatically breed disappointment. Now you're hurt. You're genuinely hurt. But consider, sometimes you're hurt, but it may not be the other person's fault. I mean, I just thought you would automatically know no, 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 we're not mind readers. We're at a place now that when you're an adult, you use your words. I need somebody, listen, I'm just going through right now. I want somebody to come sit with me. Pick up the phone and tell me, what are you doing? I just need somebody to come sit with me. I, and see, I know this sounds practical. And uh, because there are moments where I'm going through, I don't want company. But then at moments, I may need somebody. Tell your neighbor, use your words. Don't leave it up for your spouse to keep trying to figure you out like a piece of art. Yes, you're a beautiful piece of art. But sometimes it needs to have an inscription or a caption. Something, give me some sort of direction because I asked you, were you okay? And you said yes. And so I cut the TV on and start watching a movie. And now you're sitting mad because I didn't do a follow-up question. Give me some instructions. Tell me 
me how to serve you. Tell me how to love you. Tell me how to cater to you. I do it, but you got to talk to me. And then you have to realize some of our hurts. Oh! And I want to say this. When I talked about unarticulated expectations. Some of us, our hurt in church, you know, we try to make hurt exclusive to church. We made it synonymous. It's called church hurt. Yes, I understand what it means to be hurt in the institution of church. You know, guess what? Because I've been hurt in the institution of church. But until I got a revelation of church, that every church is made up of people. Y'all talk to me. And people are people, whether they're at work, over at the hospital, whether over at the college, whether you don't come into these doors and automatically not be the person that you are. And in this place, it's the place where you ought to always feel love, you should always feel encouragement, you should always feel safe. You should. You, you should. You should. But okay. But then let's have a real conversation so you have healthy expectations. Right. Okay. You got hurt in the church, right? But, but it wasn't the scriptures that hurt you. It won't the songs that the choir sang. I was really hurt by this song. I mean, sometimes you can feel that way, but that's not really what hurts you. Right. It may be who sung the song. It may have been the greeter at the door. It could have been the preacher in the pulpit. How do you heal from the place that wounded you? No, you need to know this. You need to know this because if not, you're going to be running for the rest of your life. Because they can be, because you haven't been hurt until you've been hurt by somebody in your own house. David said, I could have handled it better if it was a stranger, but my own acquaintance. Whew, you're talking about hurt in the church. What happens when you get hurt by somebody you're married to, somebody you love? You ain't been hurt until one of your kids speak up to you and act like you ain't never done anything for them when you didn't practically lay down your life. That hurts. But you don't abandon the relationship because of the person that hurts you. When you're in covenant, you got to learn how to look beyond what they did and serve who they are. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just said cuss words in it. Y'all looking at me. The Bible says honor your mother and your father in the Lord. In other words, I'm going to honor them not because they deserve it. My father was a drug addict. They didn't give me nothing. But I have to honor him because it was right to honor him. My honor of him was a reflection of me and the God that was in me. Not because he deserved it. And your motivation for honoring and loving and forgiving and giving grace to people who did you wrong. And even though they wounded you, your motivation is you. How God loved you. How God gave grace to you even though you you 
didn't deserve it. He honored you with opportunities. He opened doors you didn't deserve. He made ways that could have been shut up in your face. Look at your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, he gave me grace. Somebody look at you and say, how do you still speak to them? How do you still go to that church? How do you still love them people? How do you still do right by them? Because God did right by me. When we were sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Because you make yourself, you're going to never heal if you keep making yourself the victim in every story. You're going to never heal if you keep making yourself the victim in every story. Tell me what you said. You started the story at what they said. But through my discernment, I hear that what they said was a response. My God. And so in order for me to give the proper counsel to this argument, I must know how it got started. See, some of you talking about what they did to you. But what did you do? Tell tell your neighbor, tell the whole story. Because if you're going to ever heal, if you're going to ever walk in deliverance, you're going to have to be honest with the part that you played now you want counseling you want godly wholesome counseling and answers when you have brought half of the information somebody shout get well soon get well soon so you got to realize that some of our hurt and some of our wounds I'm going to say this word it's a hyphenated phrase self-inflicted self-inflicted and see I have, I've had to deal with that in my life I had to unpack that because I got to the point where when I was operating in toxic behaviors and cycles I got I end up having enough emotional intelligence to trace it. In other words, I start saying, well, the only reason why I do this is because of this. And the only reason why I battle with this is because of this. And the only reason why I'm so angry is because my daddy did this. And the reason why I'm so insecure and I don't let people in is because my mother never supported me. And I, I ended up becoming smart in emotional intelligence, being able to trace where it came from. And then the Lord challenged me, says, if you can trace where it came from, then you can shift it and trace how to get to your victory, how to get to your healing. Some of us are being stuck at tracing the past, but will you ever chart out? the future will you ever chart out your future or you'll keep diagnosing yourself if you can diagnose yourself that means you can find a remedy your, rem hey. your remedy is that healing is the children's bread like Healing is my portion. I, I was, this message came to me because I was sitting in the hotel lobby. I think it was yesterday. And I saw this woman walk up to the Starbucks counter. And she was getting coffees and stuff. She says, help! 
It's like, I'm serious. And I said, oh, what, what, what's going on? She said, help! And I looked. It wasn't an emergency. She needed help with her coffees and croissants and banana nut bread. And she was yelling at her adult son. And he came up like, man. And then all of a sudden, he looks at his son like, get over here and help. Everybody's language was so aggressive. Everybody's language was so toxic. In other words, many of us need to be healed and don't even know it because we've made our dysfunction normal. We have a trail of blood behind us. We know you're not healed how the way you how the way you talk. The way you talk reveals to us you're not healed. The way you talk to your spouse, y'all not sending to me. The way you communicate with your children, even the way you talk about church. Yeah, I don't fool with people. I mean, I go to church, but them people know, don't fool with me. You think you're being you think you're being exclusive when really you're exposing the fact that something happened to you that you never recovered from my god anytime you got up so many walls that nobody can get in that's just a sign you think you're acting bougie but you're really showing us that there's a trail of blood around you and if you don't get help you're gonna bleed out I'm going to tell somebody, if you don't get help, I come to, this is an intervention for somebody. If you don't get help, you're going to be walking around here dead. No friends, no relationships, no dreams, no visions. We've made it normal. We've made, we made it normal because life, life is traumatic. Life is, life is good, but it's traumatic. How you doing? I'm good. Fine. Blessed and highly favored. Is that true? Yes. But as I stand right here, I got up and I said, I'm so thankful that God allowed me to get home. I'm so blessed. I'm, you know, and I gave God the praise. But the longer sentence is, I am so blessed to make it home. I'm so exhausted. I am so tired. And the truth is, many people can't handle your whole sentence. So you just say, I'm good. Because when you asked me how I was doing, you really didn't want to know. And sometimes I'm just sparing you. Hey. The truth is, I'm living out my own inward contradictions. Because some of y'all in this room, you are righteous and ratchet. It's a contradiction. But tell somebody, I get it. I get it. Sanctified and holy. And lustful at moments. And it could be, it could be something. If it was one day and another day. But sometimes it could be all in the same day back and forth a few times I know see I knew when I went into this some of y'all were gonna get a little uncomfortable because you don't want the whole sentence but the whole sentence is thanks be to God who given us the victory because if God didn't give me the victory that some days I would be in defeat 
and you need to you need to be honest about your journey now when I say be honest about your journey I didn't say glorify your sin because some of y'all listen see church people they just putting on but I'm just being I'm just being real see being real don't mean right and how you talk about your journey should always be in reverence toward God always should be in reverence I mean yeah I do my stuff I mean I don't care what nobody says see no no I do care I do care when I was in a backslidden state and I was preaching Oh, well, come on, well, come on. When we were in a backslidden state, when we were still playing, come on. When we were still singing, when we were still dancing at the altar. But in a, see, we think backsliding is when you leave the church. But the prodigal son, he was one that left, but there was another one that was in the house, and he was still lost. And there were moments when I was in my backslidden state, but I was still serving. I didn't, I didn't post it, I didn't celebrate it, I didn't announce it, not because I was trying to be secretive, it's because I didn't want my carnality to produce casualties among people who were looking at me for the hope of this great gospel. I'm telling you, neighbor, don't get it twisted. I do care what people think. I do care how people feel. Because he told me, let your light so shine before them. See, you, you're in a dangerous place when you stop caring. Oh, my God. See, that telling me you're real good and wounded. Well, you're so wounded that you no longer care. Did you know even a wounded dog will go hide? All right, it's, it's traumatic because you can have high, high moments. The ministry is traumatic. I'll never forget one day I was at the hospital at Virginia Baptist on one side holding a woman's hand when she was dying with cancer. And I was singing to her. We was praying. And uh, just a little while later, she took her last breath and died. And I remember going back to my house on Denver Avenue and laying across the bed like, wow, she's gone. And not too long after that, in the same day, I got a phone call that says, Pastor, the baby is here. You're going to come by here. We want Pastor to be the first person to come over and speak over the baby. And so I was like, whew. And I had to go back to the same hospital. To the other side. Life can be traumatic. This is why I don't want you to feel guilty for needing healing. No, because even the strongest of us can get wounded. You know why the strongest of us is easy for us to get wounded? Because when you're a good soldier, oftentimes you get on the front of the line. You lead the charge. And the enemy said, instead of going after every individual, go for the captains. Because if I can take down the head of the house, I destroy the marriage and the children. Come on. If I could get a hold to the mother's mind. It's demonic strategy. So if you've been wounded and you need healing, let's stop. Let's stop holding up these uh, spiritual measures and rules on each other. That we can't be honest where we are. 
I tell our preachers all the time, don't you ever feel obligated that you got to come lay hands on people from an empty place. And I tell them, if you sit in the audience and we praying for people at the altar and you don't come, if you don't come for the first one or two times, I'm not going to say nothing to you. Because first of all, I'm not your first gauge. I'm here to support you in your walk with God, but I'm not your high priest. Mm. And we don't serve a high priest. Hear me, that haven't been touched by the need of healing, by the feelings of our infirmities. By the feelings of our infirmities. So I had several other things to say. I kind of went a little further than I expected. My, My introduction is always long. Now, my topic today can be a little problematic. Especially when it comes to scripture. Because it says hush and heal. I'm going to tell you why it can be problematic. Because the Bible says, confess. Confess. Says it in James chapter 5, I believe. Confess your faults one to another that ye may be healed. In other words, get with somebody and say, this is where I am. I need to confess this. I have, I'm sick because I have unforgiveness in me. It's growing in me like a cancer. I can't see them without it being a real back in my head again. Some days I'm good. And then some days I need to confess that. Yes, I shouted at the funeral. Yes, I said, I know my mother's with the Lord. But then that day's grief comes and jumps on me. That make me say, God, why did you take my daddy? Why did you take my sip? Why? Yes, it will. And you need to be able to confess that. That you may be healed. But Bishop, you, the topic is hush. Because some of us are not doing a whole lot of confessing. We're doing a whole lot of talking. A whole lot of talking. Not confessing. Not saying this is where I am. This is the mistake I made. This is. See, anytime your confession starts dragging in 10 other names. Let me tell you something. Some of y'all are clapping, but I feel some tension in several. I'm serious. Now, I'm not saying this just for good preaching. I feel tension with some of you in this room, and I'm okay with it. I am okay with it because I know this is what God told me to preach because I want you to be well. I want you to be healed. I want you to be whole. Anytime your confession comes to exposing a whole bunch of other people, that means it's not about your healing. It's about revenge. Some of you are miserable and you're not going to be satisfied until other people are miserable. But the Bible says vengeance is mine, said the Lord. You try to get vengeance, it's going to turn on you. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. You try to get even with people, that thing will turn on you because you may mess up and mess with God's anointing. So, oh my God. I, I said they can, be, they can be in sin and still God's anointing. Scream at somebody, tell them, let God handle them. Go to God for you. Tell what you did. And heal. 
what are you thinking today? Facebook status. See, when people... Aren't you people? When church people... Church people... And I'm, all I'm saying is you're exposing yourself that you are not healed. And that comes moments, if you're going to really heal, you need to stop running to everybody. Because you end up running to all the people that want to co-sign your pain. They want to profit off of your trauma. Listen, if I was one of them crooked preachers and crooked prophets, I would line y'all up and get your money and, and, and diagnose all of your issues and keep you there. See, there's some preachers, they want to keep you wounded, keep you in trauma, keep you miserable because they want you to stay connected to them. But the real spirit of prophecy is the revelation of Jesus Christ. If somebody is a real prophet, by the time they finish telling you all of your business and your driver's license number, it's supposed to point you to Jesus and not them and I'm not just talking about prophets in the pulpit I'm talking to these secret pew prophets to keep communicating to people to keep them yoked in corners and yoked in these secret circles and group chats and y'all not sending them in here yeah they said this but what did they mean I meant what I said get well soon and heal hush 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 Sometimes you even got to tell your mind. Hush. 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 Because I don't want to stay here. I want to talk to somebody in here because you're angry and, and it's, it's exhausting you. It's exhausting. I don't want to be angry. I just am. I don't. You need to be healed. Yeah. You done went. I, I know everybody talking about you. I ain't going to say everybody, but that's how the devil going to tell you everybody. Everybody. You know everybody. Well, let me tell you, some of us got bills to pay. Some, some of us got our own demons to fight. What you may think we know, we may not know. And some of us who are the counselors, we don't want to know. Mother Younger said, once you tell it to me, I'm going to tell it to God, and I won't remember it after you when you come back. Yeah. When you start looking at that body count, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. No, no, really. You know why some people don't like to talk about it? Because if you ever had to sit and think about it, it starts to make you sick. What was that? Ah, oh, yeah. It's only been, oh, mm. well, they don't count. Oh, yeah, they do count. Oh. I'm serious. I'm, listen, saints, you think it ain't as bad, right? You, you, ain't, you don't think it's bad. You don't think it's bad until you then signed up to multiple subscriptions on OnlyFans. You don't think it's that bad. 
until your money and pornography is more than your tithe and offering. You don't think it's that bad, do you? You don't, you don't think it's that bad that after a while now you got the weed man's name saved in your phone under friend. Got to call friend. You don't think it's that bad? And if, if you're visiting with us for the very first time, try another Sunday. And I promise I'm going to try to, you know, blame it on jet lag. Y'all all right? I see y'all ain't ran out yet. Y'all right? Hear me. Hear me. You're looking at those things and it has a way of putting this condemnation on you. Yeah. <sighs> oh man, I bought another pair of shoes. And then you got to hide it from your spouse. That's when you know it's sin when you start hiding it. When you're trying to tell, when you're trying to tell the Amazon Prime man, ah, oh, oh, just sit there. Like, hold on, this ain't ours. This, this ain't ours. I think it's the neighbors. Baby, I'm going to be back. I'm going to take it over there to them. <laughs> no, y'all got bills and you don't need another pair of shoes. When you start counting up how much you spent, when you start counting how many beds you've laid in and you've given people space, you start beating yourself up. That's why you don't want to talk about it. You don't want to deal with it. You want to keep talking because to be still and quiet, you have to deal with the noise catching up to you. The stuff that you've been ignoring, because you know you're not that bad, right? I came this morning, the father wanted me to tell you, you have been in these cycles, not because you're such an evil person. Because if you were that evil of a person, you wouldn't even have that conviction anymore. No, really. No, you're not. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why you've been in this cycle. You're not well. You're sick, and I don't want you to be demonized for being sick. I know, but I'm a doctor. I'm a nurse myself. Well, if the pandemic didn't show us anything, it showed us that the nurse can become a patient and a doctor can need to be incubated. Hmm. Please saints, let's not leave people on the floor wounded because we'll have grace for the sinner and condemnation for the saints. I want you to lay hands on somebody's shoulder tell them God wants you well. I, he says in Exodus to his children, I'm going to give you bread and you will all be healed. He said to the woman that asks for deliverance, listen, deliverance for her child that was possessed with demons. And Jesus started communicating about healing. And says it's not right to give the children's bread to dogs. And most times we focus on the fact that what he was saying to her. But what look what he was saying. That if he's the bread, healing is our portion. And I'm going to be honest with you all. There were some places in my life I didn't know I was wounded. I had no idea. 
I had no idea. I was preaching, but I was wounded. I was ministering, but I was bleeding. And then I got a revelation. If God could use me wounded, how much more would he use me whole? And so to, today, I want you to lift your hands. Because all over this room, I want you to think about it. There are some things we stop praying for. And when you stop praying about certain things, sometimes it can be old because I got faith and I know God, God going to do it in his own timing. But sometimes it ain't faith. It's settling. If it ain't changed by now, it's probably not going to change. This is just who I am. Y'all just got to deal with it. But if you think about it, you're not good with it. That's not who you want to be. That's not who God designed you to be. Hey, this is Bishop S.Y. Younger. Thank you for watching this video. And now what I need you to do is like and subscribe to this YouTube channel so you can continue to get more inspirational, motivational, and gospel content in your direction.